for my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 306 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Paul Sparkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. How's it going, buddy? It's going all right. How are you? I'm all right. It's been a, been a, a longer week for me work-wise, so a little worn out. Um, but, you know, I'm here, hang on, hanging out, ready to talk about some Star Wars. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> what you been up to this week? Um, the kid had swim lessons. Liam. Oh, how's that going? It's good. Going really well. Man, I, I used to enjoy swim lessons. He, uh, he's responded really well. He's learning really quickly, so I can't complain. Heck yeah. <clears throat> That's awesome, buddy. Man. Thanks. Old enough for swim lessons already. That's right. That's like, man. You know what's crazy is my goddaughter Taylor graduates high school next year. Oh my goodness. That shit is crazy to me. That is crazy. Oh my lord. I can't even believe that she's going to be a college I know. Shit's college go- student. Shit's going by so quick. Oh my lord. Oh my lord. <clears throat> Anyways, um, we have a couple of uh, cool things to talk about this week. Star Wars related. Do we really? Yeah. Um. My my possum friend just looked at me. Oh, did he? Yeah, I saw him out of the corner of my eye. And sure enough, he was looking in our front door window. He said me. awesome things to talk about, and he was like, you mean me, right? Yeah. Dude, I, I'm I'm growing a budding relationship with that possum. Last night about 2 o'clock in the morning when I finished up work, I was at the front door, and he was just sitting on the front step, and I had the door open, and I was talking to him and stuff. And mm-hmm. he wasn't running or hissing or anything. But that poor bastard. Uh, okay, so you know we've got our two dogs. We got Dharma and Luna. Right. When Jesse takes them outside, she takes Dharma on a leash, and Luna just sort of follows her to the backyard. Right. Luna mm-hmm. follows the Alpha in the pack. Well, unless that possum is out there, and then Luna turns into a little fucking serial killer, and I know she is convinced she's killed that possum 
multiple times now. Oh, really? Because every time she runs up to him and he just plays dead. So she's like, oh, shit, I killed it. Fuck yeah. She doesn't bite him. him. She doesn't bite him. She just, I, I guess she thinks she scared it to death. So yeah, I, I'm. I think Luna thinks she's like the possum Terminator. I don't know if she realizes it's the same one or thinks it's a different one every time, and she's just annihilating dozens of possums in her neighborhood. Little Gandalf action, like you shall not pass. And the first time she did it, he was pretty small, and I we were kind of convinced maybe she did kill him because of how long he played dead for, like mm-hmm. an hour in our carport. And then he slowly rolled over and then crept out. And now he just, he's smart enough to know he's just got to do it for a couple seconds and Jesse will get Luna and then he can run off. Oh my goodness. But he is crazy looking. I might have to name him. I don't know a good name for a possum. Crazy looking as in, you know, like snaggle toothy. Yeah. Like, you know, when they're babies, super, super cute. cute. And then, you know, as time goes on for a possum and they live outdoors. They look like they have like a meth problem. Yeah. Yeah, man. They, they look like an extra in an episode of breaking bad. That's a good, yeah. That's a good way to say it. Now that's that being said, I've seen, you know, I I follow a couple of people on Instagram who may have pet possums and they look fine, but you know, they're getting baths and regular veterinary care. They're just not Roman neighborhoods eating ticks and trash. Regular dental care. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I dig having our little outdoor possum. I just wish Luna would leave him alone. And I wish maybe he'd bring a raccoon friend around every now and then. Every time I send, I see something raccoon or possum, when I'm going through Reddit, I will send it to you. Oh, I know. I'll be loving the raccoon stuff. You and Jeremy both be sending me all the fire raccoon memes. Good. <clears throat> so, before we jump into our... Um, Star Wars conversation for the evening. How about you guys follow us on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Blue Harvest Pod. And if you really enjoy the show and you want to support us, you can at patreon.com slash Blue Harvest Podcast, where once you sign up, you get access to our exclusive feed that's got all the bonus shows that we've done on there. And uh, we just put up a New Year by Podcast last week. I've been doing my Bad Batch reactions. Uh, King Tom and I are going to be recording a Masters of Harvest Kasi before too long. And that'll be up there. And Ooh, all, be- all kinds of other good stuff. Jaws. Oh no, it's all solo. Cooking with Will. Blue Harvest Adventures. Etc. Etc. So we should do a Jaws about um, the UFO report that's supposed to come out tomorrow. Because I think Jesse might like that. You know what I mean? Okay. So if it was a if it was an FBI ghost report or report on witchcraft by the FBI, I think she'd be more interested. Than, oh, okay, I see. Then like the UFO, she's interested, but those are more her jams, ghosts, spookies. But I if see she, uh, but I'm sure she would be down. That would be fun, unless it's just like I don't know, man. It's your guess is as good as mine. That's kind of my ex- uh, expectation. Is my report. money is they're gonna play dumb. Like they're going to be like, you know, we don't know what's going on. We're, we're just letting you know now that we're looking into it and take it seriously. We don't know what's up there. I'm like, yeah, for 70 years, yeah, I'm not fucking dumb. For 70 years, you have just been playing dumb. Like, I don't know what this is. 
Well, I'll tell you what. NASA and NASA and everybody else is like, oh, y'all are stupid. There are no UFOs. There's somebody I know. There's somebody I know with a killer Tom Selleck slash Green Centurion mustache who shares a name with me, but he's, you know, a bit older. Um, He likes to wear vests and loves Indiana Jones movies. Who his prevailing theory is that they are subter it's a subterranean advanced race of humanoids. Right. Right. Who who enter their subterranean uh realm through somewhere in the ocean, right? Yes. Uh and I was like, God damn, Dad, you've been watching Oh, I gave it away. <laughs> you've been watching King Kong versus Godzilla? Because you know there's that whole Hollow yeah, Earth. Inner Earth. Yeah. yeah, Hollow Earth. I could just see him watching that and being like, I, I bet you that's what it is. That's based on real life. Shoo. Well, anyways, if, if you want to hear that, and I bet you she'd be down, uh, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Blue Harvest Podcast. Either way, I like an idea. Talk, I, I, like about, I like talking about the UFO thing. Liking this idea will. Yeah, I mean, you know, now that the government claims they're taking it seriously, there's a... Jesse says she's down, so there we go. We'll have an upcoming Jaws UFO report episode. We'll just have to get that scheduled, buddy. You you open this door. Hey, I'm ready to open these doors. I can't talk about this shit with anybody else. It's yeah. either, you know, like, you know, there's still stigma and taboo around it. And then the other half of the people I try to talk about was like a... It's very ostrich like they, oh, well, I that's scary to think about. I don't want to think about that. Like, well, <laughs> it's, the, it's the reality of the situation. I can't not think about it. I um it's it's funny you you bring up aliens and shit because you know what movie I was watching just before I started setting up? Oh, uh, what was it? Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh, dude, I just saw across the news flash that he hurt himself on the, the set of Indiana Bro, Jones. What? Talk about a fucking transition. Well done, buddy. That was you. You sniffed out my transition like a goddamn hound hound dog. Oh, I wouldn't have unless I had seen that on the news. Look ticker. at you. You knew exactly where I was headed. That was good. So yeah, that that was what I was going to bring up. Not exactly Star Wars related, but come on, Indiana Jones is like a a close cousin to Star Wars. Harrison Ford and Star Wars, may they always be intertwined. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, so unfortunately, our buddy Harrison Ford injured his shoulder in some way on the set of the new Indiana Jones movie and is is having to take a break from filming uh, while he recovers. Not a lot of information about, like, sort of the severity of it because, man, okay, Peace and love, peace and love. Can we let the man maybe retire after this? Like, since he (laughs) since he came back to my most beloved two Harrison Ford characters, the man has broken a leg slash ankle on the set of the Force uh, the Force Awakens. He's crashed maybe a couple of planes, and now he's but maybe a couple in his off time, and now he's hurt his shoulder like. Just let the man hang out with Callista Flockhart and eat at his son's restaurant. And his, you know, come on. Yeah. Just let the man be. So they said, he doesn't have to be an action hero into his eighties. <laughs> they uh, they said that they're gonna be filming around it, meaning like they'll be filming scenes and stuff that don't have to do with him, rearranging right. schedule and stuff. 
If I had to guess, it's probably not as severe as what happened when he was filming Force Awakens because, you know, they shut everything down, basically. Like, I think they shut the whole thing down for a few weeks um, when that happened. And it doesn't seem like they're doing this. So it sounds to me like they can reasonably enough shift shooting schedules and, and stuff around until he's ready to come back. So, right. <clears throat> But, man dedication to the being indiana jones oh man i bet he was cussing goddamn get me out of my house all i want to be doing is flying planes and i'm in here being goddamn indiana jones and goddamn on solo breaking all kind of bones i'm too old for this shit <laughs> breaking all kinds of bones <clears throat> um so yeah we wish wish him well hope he uh he uh, gets to feeling better, man. That sucks. I just, it gave me such flashbacks because I remember <clears throat> like in 20, I guess it was 2014 when that happened on the set of The Force Awakens. And uh, I just remember being like, oh, that sucks. And now to have it happen again, poor dude, poor dude. And that's what, and like, uh, I felt bad for Rick Moranis. Like, because, uh, I think they, you know, what was it? Ryan Reynolds was in a commercial with him. And then, like, the dude's in New York and just gets randomly assaulted. Like, some dude just, like, whacks him in just the face. walked up and punched Rick Moranis. Or Rick Moranis walloped him right in the face for nothing. He was like, this, guys, it's I like come Ryan back. Reynolds. You bring Rick Moranis out of his hiatus and some dude just whacks him in the face. It's fucked up, man. That's fucked up. It's real sad. This is my nightmare. <laughs> Man, this I, is my nightmare. I'll tell you right now, I'd be, I would be pretty, pretty bummed if I was just going down the street and some rando came around the corner and punched me in the face randomly. I'd go down like one of those soccer guys when they just get like bumped. I, I have, I don't even have the pride of being. Honey, I blew up the kids, Rick Moranis, to get me through it. You know what I mean? Like, Rick Moranis, he got punched. I'm sure they checked him out. Everything was okay. And at the end of the day, he could sit into his nice, easy chair, maybe put on some of his favorite music and be like, yeah, but I'm I'm Rick Moranis. I've won. I'm goddamn hilarious, eh? You know what I'm saying? He's like, eh, yeah, I got punched, but I'm, I'm Rick Moranis. Everything's going to be all right. Me? Bro, I don't even have that. I get home and I'd be like, I'm fat. Well, I got everyone hates face. me. <laughs> I guess I just got a real punchable face. It's official. I'm the most hated punchable person there is. <sighs> I don't know. Something about your face. Just want to punch it. <clears throat> so, uh, the next thing I wanted to talk about, you know how um, one of the announced series that we're going to be getting on Disney Plus comes from Leslie Headland. It's um, The Alkalite. It's one of the ones I'm most excited to see. It's the one that's set towards the end of the New Republic, and that's, or not the New Republic, the High Republic. And uh, that's the one, or that's really about all we know, right? Okay. Um, but anyways, discussing film... Uh, had an article today saying, saying that, according to their sources, that the Alkalite is aiming to begin filming in February in London. 
and that casting is going on right now and they're looking for a female lead. Um, when Before the Leslie Headland official announcement came out with the title and stuff, mm-hmm. the rumor going around was that she was developing some sort of female-led series set in the Star Wars universe for Disney+. Plus. So, it you know, it just seems like that's all lining up. I'm excited to see this one. So any any little news is uh, is exciting and yeah, you know, it's still a little ways away. If they're going to start filming in February, I would imagine that probably means we'll see it in 2023. You know, okay, yeah, 2023 ish somewhere around there. You think it'll take that long? Well, you, okay. So look at it this way, you know. Book of Boba Fett started filming six months ago, seven months ago, and we're yeah. not going to see it until the end of this year. So, and if Alkalite starts filming in February next year and takes six to seven months, mm-hmm. you, I would think it'll be early 2023. Okay. Uh, you know, early to spring time when we might see it. So, because right. you know, next year we've got Cassian, we've got uh, Andor, or we've got Andor, we've got Obi Wan, we've got Book of Boba Fett, or uh, Mandalorian season three, maybe, maybe not. <clears throat> so it makes sense that some of this stuff won't be until the year after. But man, I can't wait to see. Um, fucking star wars in an era we haven't seen before in live action right that's going to be exciting to me even though it is towards the end of the high republic period um i still think that's pretty exciting i agree it's going to be great like you said just to see a different era yeah yeah and i and i hope that's a trend that continues like i love fucking around in the prequel trilogy and the the original trilogy but um i'd like to see some new eras i'd like to see them push that even further um so i'm excited i'm excited to see that and see the real question for me will be what effect does the literary side of the high republic stuff have on the live action right now granted this is set towards the end the high republic era i think covers like something like 150 years in the timeline or something so they can probably set them apart enough to where it's not even that big of a deal but like i'm wondering are the nile the big bad guys from probably not i don't know either way it'll be interesting to see how those two things interface right so did you see the new episode of the bad batch i did yes what did you think i thought it was really cool like i mean really cool um it was tense you know like i was there were a couple minutes where it seemed like oh guys how are y'all gonna get out of this real action heavy this episode real action heavy oh um before we get into the meat and potatoes of it all i got an issue 
a retraction. Do you remember how hard in the paint I went last episode about how that creature in the water wasn't a Dianoga and yeah. how it had to be a Rathar? And I yeah. did the whole bit about like, looks like a Rathar and it sounds like a Rathar and it smells like a Rathar. Yeah. And then this episode comes out literally, I don't know, two hours after we recorded that. And I'm sitting yeah. on the couch watching my silly fucking Star Wars cartoon two in the morning and they name drop Dianoga. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck me. I, I sound was just, stupid. I, saw, I was like, oh, I was right. It was a Dianoga. Yep. Will fucking nailed it. And then, uh, I, you know, I could have real easily just gone in and snip, snip that bit snip, out of snap. the episode. And everything would have been cool. Nobody would have known. But nah, man, I just put it up. I was like, yeah, I'm not afraid to look a little well, stupid. I've been doing it for owning, 300. You're owning your error, and so that's not stupid. Um, Yeah, I thought the action in this episode was really cool. I mean, we knew it was coming, right? Crosshair was going to eventually catch Track up. Yeah, yeah. And, and it would be a thing. I just wasn't expecting, like the brutal measures he would go to to try and right. take them down. Right. Right. Like he was, he just, he just told his troopers with him, like kill the kid, aim for the kid. Yeah. That's Absolutely. a dick move. And it's, um, it's karma, you know, like he turned on the engine, he was going to incinerate them all. Right. Yep. And then they, you know, they planted the charge, basically broke away the shielding on the engine and scored, he scorched himself. You know, that was his order that told him to turn the engines on. Yeah, I, that trap, uh, a neat little effective trap for the episode. to like. It, it have, was good because I, I wasn't sure how they were going to get out of there for a second. Yeah. Um, um, but when they did, I was like, uh, you know, I was like, ah, uh, believable, you know. Like the the concept of on one end you have this engine that's about to ignite and basically just vaporize you all. Right. And then on the other end, if you go out the exit, you have an asshole with a toothpick ready to blow a hole in your head. Right. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so I, uh, yeah, I, I, I thought that was pretty effective. Um, now obviously, right. The big thing, I, everybody's I wanted them. I wanted the men to make out with the score. Like, I want them to have money at some point, you know? Like, yeah. I don't want them to always be broken in the red. It's, I'm always, they had to use the charges that they, you know, they were pulling out to sell. And uh, I was like, damn it, dude. Damn it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, isn't that kind of this kind of show? You know what I mean? Of course. Where, you know, you, no one wants to be flushed that's not entertaining, right? You, you always got to be scrapping by. Every Indiana Jones movie. I, I've been watching a lot of Indiana Jones, but every Indiana Jones movie opens with him almost getting his hand on a score and then it getting taken away. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, you know, obviously the big thing everybody is going to be talking about and has been talking about is the return of Cad Bane. Right. As a complete badass. So, yeah, I mean, he's always been super badass. Now, I'll tell you this. I might have gotten Dianoga wrong and Rathtar mixed up, whatever. Mm -hmm. But last Thursday night when I was sitting on the couch and that scene happened with the Kaminoans and they were like, uh, we need to get some more bounty hunters on the job. Right. I was like, oh shit, it's going to be Cad Bane, isn't it? Like, You're no correct. witnesses around. I could be making this shit just up to try to save face out of after the Dianoga, 
Dianoga debacle of 2021. But I promise you, I was like, oh, shit. I bet you it's going to be Cad Bane. <clears throat> and sure enough, Homeboy showed up. Did his voice yeah. seem a little different to you? Maybe a, just a little bit, but um, I felt like it was easier to understand than maybe it used to be. I could kind of see that. I meant to go back and watch a couple of Cad Bane episodes of The Clone Wars uh, and compare it. But uh, that was sort of the first thing that struck me besides like, oh, shit, he looks cool and how cool the music was. The, the music was real kick-ass. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the thing. Like, I was like, man, the voice sounds a little different. And I didn't know if maybe they dialed back whatever effect they used on his voice before or or if it was intentional for some story reason hmm. but he does yeah me too um so you know one thing i always bring up when we talk about cad bane is that unproduced episode of the clone wars where cad bane and boba fett have a western style shootout pretty much pretty similar to what happens between him and hunter right at the end of this episode Mm-hmm. But Hunter or uh, but Boba wins the shootout, and he wins because Cad Bane shoots him in the helmet and leaves the the trademark ding dent in Boba Fett's helmet, and Boba Fett shoots Cad Bane in the head at the same time. So it's not like a decisive victory, like you know mm-hmm. Cad Bane does get one in, but it's only because of the helmet that uh, Boba survives. Right. And you know, always bring this up when people talk about like, oh, do you think we could see Cad Bane in the future? And my question always was, well, like, it depends on if that that is if they still consider that canon or not. And you think you think they'll do that in Book of Boba Fett? I don't know. So what gets even more interesting about it, right, is they released like model sheets of Cad Bane from this episode. Which is kind of just like, I don't know how to, like almost like a reference sheet that shows him in detail and like his character model from the show, mm-hmm. right? Right. And they show him without his hat on and he's got like a metal plate covering his entire upper skull, which oh, he didn't yeah. have in the Clone Wars. So I didn't know, and, and a, you know, I've seen a lot of other people theorizing on this too, of course, like maybe that scene did happen. We just haven't seen it. You know, it, it happened off screen yeah. and someone saved uh, Cad Bane by doing like a, a a skull transplant or I don't know, a skull patch. Yeah. yeah, skull patch. But an interesting detail that that now he has this weird metal plate on, metal plate covering his skull that he didn't have before. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, the thing is, is. Unless something happens to him in the Bad Batch, which it might be kind of silly to bring him back in Bad Batch and then get rid of him so quickly, you know? Yeah. Um, Unless something happens to him in the Bad Batch, then I feel like this fully opens up the possibility for Cad Bane to appear in more stuff down the line, whatever that may be. So I do think, I mean, given the fact that in the last 12 months we've gotten a live-action Ahsoka, um... A live-action Bo-Katan, you know, all this mm-hmm. stuff. It, the fact that the the possibility of seeing a live-action Cad Bane is pretty high, I think. Which, 
hey man i'm cool with, I, I can't wait to see how they would pull that off i bet it would be good i bet it's a combination of live action and a, like a little bit of cgi just like baby yoda like practical so like and Roku, yeah. yeah practical yeah, and practical digital and effects digital. um another detail that i really liked uh was at the end when hunter wakes up and they're dragging him onto the ship that first person view from inside his helmet like man talk about republic commando flashbacks right that video right. game right i thought that was so cool seeing like that was cool. the the heads up display and stuff inside his helmet right fucking rad nice little touch very nice <laughs> so I, the other thing i'll say is i was surprised that we're already at the Omega gets captured point in the show. So that's something I guess I would have expected a little closer to the end of this season. Maybe even Is this like, not the end? No, no, there's an episode tonight. I mean, like, are we not at the end? Is this not finale-ish? Okay, so there's 16 episodes total, and that was eight, right? Okay, we're halfway through. Yeah, now... I don't know if we talked, I think we did talk about it last week, whether the first episode counts as two episodes in that yeah, 16 right. episode you, we run. Did talk about that. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm still not quite sure about that, but yeah, we're, we're about halfway through give or take a little bit. Um, so yeah, I, I do. I was kind of surprised now. It kind of makes me think that, you know, there's going to be sort of a, a protracted planning and execution stage to rescuing her you know like it's not going to be an immediately they're going to Camino to try and get her and who knows if Cad Bane is even able to successfully just deliver her right to Camino if there's other bounty hunters out there after her as well then you know Fennec Shan could pop back up and cause problems for Boba or psh, Boba Cad Bane well mm -hmm. I guess a spoiler alert who I would like to see pop up the big bad Boba. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's probably best that he, like, because Boba's still sort of young, like, like teenager at this point, I think. Mm. I don't really know the time, like, the exact time frame, but I feel like Boba's still pretty young. Um, But either way, I mean, I wouldn't complain. What is that? Is that Bugs? What are you showing me? Did you just show me a bug? It's just cat hair. Oh, it's just cat hair. <sighs> Sheesh. I don't know. Jessie just came in the door and she was pointing at herself like she was. A, I don't know. Sorry, guys. I got distracted. Scared of a bug. Well, I ain't trying to get bug. I ain't. I ain't. I don't fox with bugs. The Hall's Burkhart story. I don't fox get with bugs. Get oh. that bug out of my face. Jesus, Walter, you're turning up. What are you doing? Why is everybody <laughs> messing with me right now? I love you, handsome. Go away. We'll hang out later. I'm sure we've told the story where we were driving down the road with Steve was in the car and there was a roach on the ceiling and you started screaming. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. In your, what was that? The Kia Rio you that used was to in have? The Kia Rio. Whew, yeah. I am not super brave when it comes to insects. Uh, you don't have to be. So, you know, like I said, I've been I've been watching the Indiana Jones movies, right? 
right? Because they put out 4K versions of them. Oh, okay. And last night I was watching Temple of Doom, and Temple of Doom has one of my all-time least favorite scenes in a movie ever, and it's the bug tunnel, right? Indiana yes. Jones go down the, and and short round go down the tunnel, and yes. they they get a light, and there's just bugs everywhere, all types crawling all over them. So I knew that scene was coming. I was like, "Well, it's time to take a little break from work. I don't, I don't have to watch this scene. I'm a grown ass man. I could choose right. for my own goddamn self." Right. So that's what it did. I just got up and came back after the scene was over. I'm out of here. Because I, I won't lie to you. That scene makes me itchy. Like I, oh, of course. I watch that scene and then I'm like, I'm covered with bugs. Right. Like I know I'm not. My br- like. I know I'm not, but my skin is going to itch. Yeah. My brain is like, no, dude, you are covered in them. Just look covered in bugs. Scratch here, scratch there. Swat this. Yeah. Uh, You want to hear from some of our friends, buddy? Well, I I mean, did you have any else? Anything we got? I got distracted. Walter was turning up volume knobs on the mixing board. I don't, it was a whole thing. I'm just trying to get my serious career as a music mixer. Music producer, podcast producer. Um, no man, he just likes. No, his I don't dad. Cool. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to see where it goes. I I am kind of hoping that we get like a little miniature War of the Bounty Hunters thing going on. We got the the Bad Batch chasing after Omega, and uh, maybe some other bounty hunters going after Cad Bane. I think that could be pretty fun. That would be cool. Anyways. Uh, let's jump into it. Let's let's hear from some of our friends. I'm sure they've all got some cool stuff to say. Maybe King Tom won't make me sweat so much this week. No, I bet he will. Cockhead, the only Jedi master who can crash box. Cockhead, running around slaying bitches. He's a big Surian stud. He loves to split chicks with his pud. Kitty Cockhead to stroke his cone and suck on his balls. Kitty Cockhead, what you gonna do when he comes on you now? He's a Jedi Council stooge, but he'll be pumping spooge tomorrow. Cockhead. All right, like I said, King Tom's up first. Let's see what he has to say this week. Hey there, Haas and Will. I'm sure you guys are talking about this Leslie Headland interview about the Acolyte, and I gotta tell you, she said all the things that I want to hear. That I think thought it was a great interview, and I know it's really far out, but I'm I'm super stoked about this show and really looking forward to it. And you know, from having a non-Star Wars writer as long as they're a good writer, I'm good with that. And someone who actually played the Star Wars role-playing game, I mean, I you know back when. I I was a teenager. I didn't have any friends who were into Star Wars, so I didn't play it. I had the books and I read it. But that she actually played it herself, that's that's really damn cool. And, you know, one of us, one of us, one of us. Uh, But about the Acolyte, and this is all just, you know, some 
cockadoody speculation as I'm laying in the hammock and looking up at the sky here. Uh, but they're <laughs> saying that it, it's going to be a mystery, which I think is really cool. You know, it, I'm all for new storytelling ideas and things like that. Um, and I'm sure that it could be any type of mystery that it's going to be in, but there are a lot of different televised mysteries that we have from, you know, murder mysteries as in, um, you know, who killed a Jedi Knight to crime mysteries, you know, who kidnapped the Chancellor's space tigers or just general mysteries like who is the the Sith leader at the time or who are the Sith at the time. It could be any of those or even something that I'm sure, you know, my, my point of view is very limited. So I'm sure, sure it's, it could be something totally different, but also, you know, it could either be a mystery that the audience doesn't find out until the last episode or something that we, as the viewers see, you know, we see the crime happening, but it's the, you know, the other characters trying to find it out. What are your thoughts about that? Do you have any, you know, preferences for how it plays out. Although the one thing is, if, if it is centered around the villains, I almost think that it's going to be a mystery for us. Which, again, pretty damn cool. And unfortunately, uh, we won't know for a long time. But hey, I'm fine with that. And I'm sure we'll be talking about it then too. Anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks for the great podcast. I'll talk to you later. Listen to that. You didn't get me sweating at all. <laughs> um, he raises some good questions, right, about the alkaline. Yeah, right. Now, I'm going to be basing this off of very little. But, and I'll tell you what I'm basing this off of. Basing it off the title, the alkaline, and the logo treatment for it. I don't know why, but both of those give me Sith slash dark side vibes, right? Ooh, nice. So I do almost wonder if the it's going to take on like a cult mystery type thing where, I don't know, like maybe some Jedi start getting some sort of inkling that there's some sort of dark side slash Sith shenanigans going on and maybe they're trying to unravel that mystery, right? Or right. it could even be from the point of view of someone who's already wrapped up in that stuff, right? Because, you know, we know the Sith aren't out in the open. The Sith aren't out in the open until the Phantom Menace. Right. And they say that the Sith haven't been seen for however long. Long time. Long time. So, um, it could be someone that's already sort of wrapped up in it. And I don't know. I just, I kind of get the feeling that's where it's going to go. Like, um, I, I could, of course, be wrong. But even though the Sith aren't out in the open active, like, there are at some somewhere out in the galaxy at that point there are two Sith palling around making fucking devious fucking plans, you know? Right. <clears throat> um So I think that's gonna be that could be really interesting. Like 
So too. And the only thing that would you would have to do is you have to ride around it to where, you know, you can't have too many people find out about it or it's it's not going to be a secret by the time the Phantom Menace rolls around. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, what do you think? Like, what kind of mystery do you think we could be talking about here? Or would you, like, just straight up like to see them them do? You know, any any of the Sith mystery stuff to me would be good just because of how mysterious it is. Um, but, like, you know, a murder mystery or a... Or a I don't know. Um, yeah, that would that would probably be good to me. Yeah, if you if you like approach it from like a cult mystery, right? You could have it could be like murder mystery. It could be all kinds of different things. You know what I mean? Yeah, that you could you know some detective could go in deep on this cult. You know that is basically a recruitment tool for the Sith, you know, not, not of the Sith, but like they can pick from there. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you really want to solidify the end of revenge of, uh, or the return of Skywalker, you know, you can, you can hint at all these Sith acolytes and Exegol. Oh, I didn't even think about the possibility of there being, Yeah. Of because where the fuck do all those people come from? But you know, you can you can lay that foundation now. Mm, I like that, buddy. I like that quite a bit. I didn't even Thank think you. about making Thank that connection. You. That was really well done, buddy. I'll be here all weekend. Um, now we got a voicemail from someone we haven't heard from in quite a while. In fact, I th- I thought he forgot about us. It's our buddy Steve D. Mundy. Oh my goodness. The man himself who sang that beautiful song for you guys just about five minutes ago. Pause, Will. Steve D here. How the hell are you? Been a long time. It's been a long time since I said a voicemail. Wow! Sorry. Um, hey, listening to the show from last week. I'm actually listening to it right now in the car. I had to pause it, send a voicemail. Um, it, it just occurred to me. Um, let's talk about Liam Witten just for a second here. Um, Liam Witten has helped me realize that the haters, like the fandom menace people, they act like a child. They act like a four-year-old. Much like Liam, hey, what's your favorite theme park ride? I'll tell you what's not my favorite theme park ride is the Tower of Terror. Hey, what's your favorite Star Wars movie? You know what? I'll tell you what's not my favorite Star Wars movie. Anything that Kathleen Kennedy did. So I want to I wanna thank Liam for helping me appreciate that those people are little children. And that they may never grow up. Anyway, just it was a quick thought off the top of my head. I wanted to get it out there. Love you guys. See ya! I'm telling you, buddy, people love that Tower of Terror story. Oh, I'm glad they do. I'm uh, glad it helped bring clarity for someone. I, uh, I, I've i gotten many messages being like, man, I love that story about 
Will's kid being terrified at the Tower of Terror. It makes me feel it makes me feel the tiniest bit bad because of how scared he was, given your description, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. But I also he, know he it's not like at the end. But like I also know it's not like he wasn't in any real danger. So like, you know, everything's No, fine. no. And you know, you my kid who loves Godzilla, giant monsters fighting across a city and Ghostbusters, you know. Some of those ghosts and Ghostbusters are scarier than anything he saw in the haunt, you know, the Tower of Terror. Um, but it's 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 the atmosphere and the setting and the disorientation. It's like psychological assault, you know, for a little kid. Yeah, I can't wait till the next time I see him when I can ask him. I'm not going to ask him specifically about the Tower of Terror. I dare not speak its name. Oh, he'll tell you all about it. He'll tell you about everything. You ask him long enough, he'll answer all your questions but i'm definitely gonna be like how was disney world to see if he brings it up on his own oh he will oh i bet he will i've had some conversations with him about godzilla and stuff so yeah no doubt Uh, and for the record liam is it it, all those chuds on youtube would be lucky lucky to have someone like liam on their side man liam is the sweetest little kid he is a sweet kid he's a good kid I got lucky. Last time I saw him in person, it's been a little while now because of COVID, but yeah. uh, he was coming out the door at Amanda and Goose's. And I was like, what's up, buddy? And he goes, hey, buddy. And I was <laughs> like, my little dude. He's, yeah, he's a good guy. Everyone loves him. Uh, all right. Who do we going to hear? Who do we going to hear from? Sheesh. Who do we? We got Kobe, Mr. 100. Kobe. Kobe see what he has to say hey awesome well it's your boy kobe aka mr 100 um coming at you with the voicemail again um i'm just gonna keep rolling with these um so a couple things this week well one question and then one little thing i gotta say um before i get my question it's pretty easy and one shouldn't take too much time um i want to say last week's episode was dope um sean's song that he made there that was I don't know, that just hit, that just, that struck a chord with me. It was amazing. Um, 90s rock, 90s grunge alternative is kind of like my niche. Um, And I love Stone Temple Pilots. So when I heard that um, opening riff on the guitar, I was like, oh, he's doing Stone Temple Pilots. This is dope. I just remember thinking to myself, like, this is, I mean, I verbally said, this is fucking dope. Like, I don't know. I just, I love the song. Um, the only thing that sucked about it was I knew I was going to be after his uh, voicemail. So I was like, damn, I got to follow this up. That was amazing. I mean, that was that was awesome. I just wanted to say that was awesome. Great song. It, it was great. I mean, the lyrics were great. The Everything about it. The parody, the cover itself was awesome. Um, so, I ho- and I hope you guys uh, do do what you said you're going to do by um, changing out the key D song with that one and kind of interchanging them based on, uh, based on me. Cause that, that'd be awesome to hear that song more. Um, so that out of the way, now my question this week. So I recently just got around to purchasing the um, secrets of the Jedi book. Um, if you haven't heard about it, I'm sure you have, but it's basically just a kind of like a Jedi resource book. It talks about the history of the Jedi, gives little like uh, little uh, biographicals about 
um, some of the you know main Jedi, Yoda, Obi Wan, Anakin, um, then some of your like Kit Fisto, Kiedi Mundi, Plo Koon, that kind, um, you know, Ala Sakura, all that kind of stuff. Um, but the cool thing about the book is that it is written from uh, it's written by Luke Skywalker. It's a it's an accumulation of stuff he's been told, stuff that he's found himself. Um, some of the ancient Jedi texts he found on Octu. So you know, and obviously there's sure there's many methods of how he got this information, especially the more recent stuff like the Clone Wars era. Um, and there's just a lot of really cool parts in there. But the one part I really want to uh, dwell on um, is. This, there's so it gives a little biographical about all the main Jedi, and then there's you know your, like I said, Obi Wan, Anakin, Yoda, Mace Windu, Ahsoka, the kind of your main main ones, um, and then there's like Kanan Jarrus, um, Plo Koon, Kit Fisto, Ala Secura, Kitty Mundi, uh, Luminara. There's all sorts of those Jedi in there, um, and then there, at the end there, there's one, there's one Jedi that. At least I haven't heard of. I don't. I think he's new to the book because I haven't heard of him unless he was in a comic somewhere that I haven't seen. Uh, that maybe perhaps that's a King Tom question. But um, his name is Hulick or Hulick, and he is a uh, Rodian Jedi. And he basically it says in there it gives a little biographical about him. Says he is uh, he fought in the Clone Wars, so he's a more recent. Jedi um, he and it, it, basically the part that I want to get to is he says that Luke states that he met his this Hulick he met his niece and his niece gives Luke Hulick's lightsaber that he lost when when he died um, and he says he visits Hulick's grave um, there's a whole thing in there about how that um, about how Hulick dies and gets buried or whatever and um the cool thing about it is he mentions that he gets this lightsaber and, and he says that this was before he had mastered his uh lightsaber i think building skills and he says that he breaks it right he says he basically just puts it out of commission and that he, like like i said he says yeah, i didn't have much experience yet so that has got me wondering do you think that this is something that happened um Obviously, it had to have been original trilogy era and probably before Return of the Jedi. So that puts it somewhere. It's got to be post-New Hope. Um, but at the same time, it's got to be somewhere between after the events of New Hope and before Jedi, I would imagine. Um, so when do you think that... When do you think the most likely timeline that that is that he received this lightsaber and he was inexperienced and broke it? Um... And then that just kind of raises a bunch of questions about that kind of stuff. But I just want to know what you guys think. What do you think would be the the best timeline for that? And what do you think would be like the best um, best story about it? You know what I mean? Like what? How would you guys like to see that done? Say they put that in a comic if they haven't already. Um, so that's my question this week. As always, you guys are the best. Um, peace out. Have a good one. Okay. So I think. I might actually make our buddies King Tom and Sal Perales kind of proud with this. 
We're not talking Ulick Keldroma. Like, no, that's not th- what we're talking about. This right. is Hulick with, uh, with an H. I think it's H U U L I K, something like that. So <clears throat> that character is uh, that all that, that whole story about Luke meeting his niece and her giving him the lightsaber and stuff, that all comes from one of the earlier books in the new canon called Air, Air to the Jedi. I believe okay. that's the name of the book. It's it's a book totally written from Luke Skywalker's point of view. Honestly, okay. not my favorite of the new canon, but it was early enough into the new canon where I was still able to, uh, and I guess you know in some way willing to keep up with absolutely everything. Right. Um, so yeah, he meets he meets this lady. It's it's all from that book, and that's a book that came out in like early 2015, sort of in the lead up to uh the force awakens like i think i think by that point um tarkin had come out maybe the vader book um new dawn the the rebels prequel novel and then i think this was the one after that i could be wrong on my release schedule that but yeah so That book, if I'm not mistaken, takes place in between A New Hope and um, A New Hope and Empire. That makes sense. Because um, that's the only time I would think that he was would admit to feeling inexperienced, you know. Yeah, and... After he spends time with Yoda, you know, he kind of gives him the hang of the rope. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, post-Empire... It's uh, he's got a whole lot going on, you know what I mean? Like, right, right. and there's only a year in between Empire and Jedi, so I think the only real time he would have a chance to go to Rhodia, and and meet um, I think her name's Lenite or something like that is Hulick's niece, um, but yeah, so I I think that's the answer to your question, Kobe. I haven't checked out that uh, Secrets of the Jedi book that he's talking about, but I want to. It's one of the ones I've been meaning to pick up. It, it seems really, really cool. cool. I like... Um, I sort of like those those first-person sort of guide-type books like that. Like, that book is, you know, essentially a guide book, but is written from Luke Skywalker's perspective. I have the one... Um, I think it's called Scum and Villainy that's all... You know, it's about all the different bounty hunters and criminal organizations and smugglers and stuff, and it's all it's all um, written sort of like uh, intergalactic police reports on all these different in- individuals. Yeah. So it's written like it's an in-universe book, which um, they do from time to time, and I always kind of enjoy when they do that. Kind of like a journal or something. Um, yeah, I, I feel like the one that Kobe's talking about is more sort of journal-esque. It's, it's yeah. Luke journaling all these discoveries and histories of different Jedi he's learned about. Whereas the one I'm talking about, Scum and Villainy, it's literally sort of like you're reading case files mm-hmm. and summaries of these, these different, um, Scum and Villainy type characters. Next up, we have um, Jim. Let's hear what Jim has to say. Good evening, Hawes and Will. 
I hope you gentlemen are having a great evening. I had some percentage questions for you. Uh-oh. Uh, first, I wanted to ask, what are the chances you think that Cad Bane is going to show up live action in the next few years? Uh, after last week, I say a strong 80-plus percent. Yeah, I'd say 80. 80-plus percent. All right, let's move on to the next one. Also, Hondo showing up live action in the next few years. Once again, wouldn't be surprised. I mean, we're basically slowly but surely running down all the um, the most popular um, Clone Wars characters, right? Coming into live action. You got Ahsoka in live action, possibly Cad Bane at some point in the future. Hondo seems like a no-brainer. I'll give it another 80 plus yeah i'll say 70 uh i think it doesn't hurt that hondo is such a presence in galaxy's edge as well that's what i was gonna say he's already in galaxy's edge yeah and you know like canonically galaxy's edge the storyline that's going on in galaxy's edge takes place in between episode eight and nine so hondo's alive well into the sequel trilogy era okay well into What's the percent chance we see Cal Kestis? Um, in live action, I don't know, man. I mean, they already have a guy cast want, for it. I was about to say, they have the image of, of the guy. You know, it, it wouldn't be hard to do, but I would... Uh, you, I, I would think you would want to be done making video games with him. That see, you kind of something live action with him. That you kind of took the words out of my mouth there. I, I would prefer they finish up whatever arc they have for him in the video games before you start worrying about taking him somewhere else, right? And then, by all means, give him a mini series or whatever yeah. you want to do. I'm down for it. Yeah. You know, like I'm, I'm totally down. But like, don't, don't throw a wrench in the video game story plans to just work him in somewhere ahead yeah, of time. Just don't you know? work him in. Yeah. Give him his own due. Let, let that get established. And then, you know, we see where it goes after the, what is, what is left to do with him after, you know what? I assume they're going to try to do like a trilogy with him or something. If I had to guess, unless I mean, the second, if the second one comes out and bombs horribly, a la the force unleashed two, then yeah, you know, right. we might not be getting the, a trilogy. All right, let's hear what his next one is. From Fallen Order. In the next year. What do you think the chances are that the Rebels crew shows up? In live action? Um, fucking high, man. Maybe Hera. Hera and Hera Sabine. And- and Ezra. Ezra. I don't know about anybody else. Now, it would be kick-ass to see Kanan in live action, but it would have to be flat. Like, we know the majority of Kanan's arc. You know, unless it was it was set during the time in between him running away after Order 66 and going into hiding and the beginning of Rebels, right? There's a period of time like in there. he's been blinded and he's got the helmet on. That's my That's favorite That's just a period. cool look. Yeah. So I think the probability of seeing 
Sabine and Ezra, super high, like 99% high. Hera, I would put pretty much up there as well in the 80s to 90s. Zeb, that's a weird one, man. How do you pull off a big purple alien? I mean, give it a shot. You really got to commit. Yeah, give it a shot and let's see how it goes. I mean, I'm not opposed, but that just seems like one of the... um, one of the alien animated designs that would be kind of hard to pull off in live action. Granted, mm-hmm. we saw a more realistic take on that species in Jedi Fallen Order, to be honest, and he didn't look that bad. So, you know, no, maybe possible. And what do you think the chances that we see Zuckus, Forlom, Bosk, IG 11, and Dengar? In this book of show, I wouldn't say we see all of them, dude. I would. Oh, that's a clean ninety percent for me. In book of Boba, yeah. See, okay, I think if you're gonna use those bounty hunters, where else? Like... I mean, that's true. I say, Bosk is almost guaranteed a shoe in. Bosk has to show up sometime. He's shown up in lots of places. Um, I would say IG-88, possibly, if we didn't already have IG-11, you know? Yes. The fact that we already had IG-11, like, would they think that was too too confusing? I mean, I guess you could get a different voice actor. I don't know. IG-88 is sort of up there. I, I just... The other thing is, is we don't... What's the canon status of all these Jokers, right? Yeah, right. We don't really know. but I guess it's, it's whatever you want to be. That's the thing. is, it's Until you use them, it's whatever you want it to be. Yeah, I mean, we've got that book, uh, that, that War of the Bounty Hunters going thing going on. So um, if they kill off somebody in there, then that, you know, raises issues. Not that not that they've been super respectful of the comics and, and, and not redoing stuff when they wanted to. So I guess that really doesn't even make a difference. Um, Dengar is still alive during the aftermath books, so I guess yeah, Dengar could show up. I hope he's not Simon Pegg if he does show up, though. Probably will be. I guess that does it for me. Uh, I did hear um, an interesting thing that you might be interested in, Halls. You probably already know this, but in case you don't, raccoons don't have saliva glands, which is why they wet their food all the time. So I don't know if that'll help you with your uh, raccoon feeding and enticing uh, enticement, but uh, there you go with that. Oh, and also Hondo has a Slave One-style ship. Uh, that That's nuts. I forgot about that. All right, gentlemen, ignite the green. I didn't know that's, that raccoons don't have saliva glands. Hmm. I forgot that Hondo had a slave ship. I um, I love nothing more than footage of a raccoon taking his tiny little raccoon hands and washing Wash something. Him. and wa- I fucking love it, man. I watch that all day. The only one I don't like, have you ever seen the video where they're, I think they're at a zoo or something, and they give the raccoons this sort of like sugary concoction, almost like cotton candy or spun sugar as a okay. treat. And this little raccoon, like he's so excited and he runs over to wash it. And when he puts it in the water, it immediately dissolves and disappears. 
Yeah. I don't know that I've ever seen as sad of an animal. It bums me out every time. Have you ever seen that? No, I haven't seen it. It sounds really sad, though. Hold on, I'm gonna send you a video because it's. No, I mean, don't send it's not. It to I mean, me. it's. I yeah, you do. You got to see this. I, I don't want to watch this yeah. raccoon die inside. He doesn't die inside, and and they specified that they gave him like they hooked him up afterwards. Oh, I found it immediately. Okay, watch this. This poor buddy. This poor guy. He just wanted his cotton candy, man. He doesn't know what's going on. <clears throat> yeah. That that video was going around a, f a little while back. All right. A couple years ago, I guess. All right. So, we got... We did King Tom. We did Kobe. Jim. Steve. D. And we got one email, and that's from Sam. Howdy, Halls and Will. I hope you both had a great week. I have been trying to think of what the bigger role of what bigger role the Bad Batch can be in the Star Wars universe by the end of the series. Um, at this point, it may be important to affix your foil hats. Uh-oh. We're getting into cock-a-duty speculating territory. So I was thinking that maybe the Bad Batch gets the code name of Bothan and begins to use that as the name of their elite squad. Then when they join the Rebellion, squads of secret commandos are called Bothans. In Return of the Jedi, when Mon Mothma says that many Bothans died to bring us this information, maybe that means that the Bad Batch and or some of the other rebel commanders are the ones who end up stealing the plans for the second Death Star. I'd love to learn more about the Death Star 2 in general, and this could be a cool way to tell that story. What do you both think of this crazy theory of mine? Uh, also, my fiance and I recently watched Into the Heights. If you haven't gotten the chance, definitely check it out. TV's Jimmy Smits is in the film and is dancing and singing everywhere. I hope he brings those skills into Andor and has a whole musical number of his own, and then no one ever references it ever again. <laughs> How would you want... Space Jimmy Smith's to have a musical number in Andor. Sorry for the long message and thanks for the awesome show. Best wishes, Sam. So, look, I, I love a good bit of cock -a duty speculating, but I think the Bothans are just supposed to be a, like a species, like a race slash That species. was my assumption. Yeah. Now, look, I'm fairly flexible as far as like, yeah, change shit around. I don't really care. Uh, to me, though, changing the Bothans to a group of... Huh. Well, you know what? The canon stuff for Bothans right now, there ain't much to. Now, I wouldn't mind... I think there is a cool story to be told of... Um, the Bothans stealing the location for the de second Death Star. Like, <clears throat> I, I do want to see that story. I'm pretty sure it was covered to death in the old canon, the legend stuff. Yeah. Anything anything that had reference in any of the yeah. movies was but, covered to death in the old canon. I don't know about a, necessarily a movie, but like at some point, I'd like to see that story told, see what goes down, and you know. I don't know if you want to work the Bad Batch in there and they're helping out a group of Bothans like the alien species. 
And that could be cool. I just, you know, what's going to happen to these poor guys, these poor bad batch? If they, if they, if, if, if the answer is what happens is they're some of the commandos on um, the forest moon of Endor, phew, that's going to twist my fucking nips. I ain't going to be stoked about that. Why? I'm just, just stop, stop putting clones in the battle of Endor. It's goofy. <laughs> I, I like these characters too, guys, but. There's no reason for these all these clones to be down on the forest moon of Endor. Bunch of white guys on the forest moon of Endor. And they're like, I think that might be Wrecker. And, I, and I'm like, well, I, I think you might be wrong. And I and I don't think that's Rex either. Uh, by, by Probably the not. Um, not that Sam was insinuating that. I, I went off on that weird direction of my own. Uh, as far as... Jimmy Schmitz doing a, a musical. Fuck, yeah, go for it, man. Go fucking for it. That's why I'm I here for it. That's why I couldn't make a a Star Wars because Jimmy Smith would be on set and be like, I, I want to do a little song and dance number. And I'd be like, All right, Mister Schmitz, whatever you want. I, I mean, I said I think we can squeeze it in. I, we'll figure it out. I just couldn't tell him no. How can you? Look into those Jimmy Schmidt's eyes and tell that man no. You can't. That's that's the answer is you can't. Who are we to shun to to turn down a request by TV's Jimmy Schmitz? Not me. For entertainment. He's offering to entertain. Yeah, man. He's a triple threat. Right? Acting, singing, dancing. Shit. Get out of town. The man should have an EGOT at this point. An Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. Sheesh. You got him. <laughs> Anyways, that's uh that's it for us this week, buddy. Thanks for taking the time to record with me. Oh, dude. Thanks for having me on. I know it's not easy sometimes coordinating with my family schedule. Buddy, uh I got no complaints, especially considering I'm I'm planning to be up till like three thirty in the morning anyway, between working, watching the bad batch. Yeah, these are your batch. these are your bad batch nights. So it's it's really not that big of a deal. It's it's literally a nice little, you know, hour and a half or so break from work for me on a Thursday night. So That's a good. Anyways, guys, uh hey. Do you guys like video games? If so, you should check out my new podcast with our buddy Steve. It's High Potion. We got our first three episodes out now. The next one will be out on Monday. Uh, we just posted this week we posted our E3 episode where we talked about you know most of the stuff they announced and showed off at E3 this year. So check that out. It should be available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, speaking of this show, if you haven't already, leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps us out, and we appreciate it. And finally, if you enjoy our theme song, please be sure to check out the band that was kind enough to provide the music, their Stoned Cobra. You can find them on iTunes, Spotify, or at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. Take it from us. You won't be sorry that you did. You won't indeed. I'll have a good old time. I might shoot a little lightning out your dick. <clears throat> Anyways, guys, that's going to do it, and we'll see you next week. Uh, this has been Blue Harvest. I'm Hans Burkhart. And I'm Will Witten. May the force be with you. May the force be with all of you. May the force be with us. <laughs>